Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Carmen? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm like, is this? Is this working? I know. I think we got it <laughs> out, right? I think it's recording, too. Yes. Oh, okay. This is kind of weird. It's very interesting. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, uh, I guess we'll just kind of talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's jump right in. Okay. So, this is the my third episode of Chakras and Cuss Words, and I have my special guest, Carmen, and tell me the name of your podcast. Well, I'm kind of just getting started. It's going to be um, either Coco Chronicles or Chronicles of Coco. I don't know which one. My nieces and nephews <laughs> all call me Coco, so nice. That's kind of just, you know, getting a break from, like... Right. This reality. I don't know. Every all the shit that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you decide that you wanted to do a podcast? Was it kind of like after the pandemic kind of hit or have you been thinking about it for a while or? Well, I'm a family of six. I have four crazy ass kids and it's like the stuff that goes down like every day on a daily basis. I'm like, yeah. I ever have to like do a podcast because like sometimes you wouldn't even believe like the stuff that literally would happen like in a course of a 24 hour day like (laughs) right 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 so so much yeah wow family is six how how are you guys doing with all this COVID-19 stuff (sighs) well um it's kind of interesting I mean because you know myself and my husband both work in the medical field so you know, he's a respiratory therapist. So it's kind of like, it's a little crazy. Um, I, I worry about him a lot. Um, yeah. because he's right, he's right. Up there. Yeah. He, front and center right. and, wow. you know, managing vents and intubating patients and stuff like that. So, you know, and then I hear like all this crazy shit about like nobody having PPE <laughs> or them having to like reuse them. It's just insane. It is. Yeah. It's really, it's really crazy. Just, to think how, like, how fast it's just happened over, I mean, I would think, you know, we saw it coming. I know, um, you know, in January, we kind of knew it was coming. There's patients already here in the U.S., but it was just kind of like nobody really seemed to take it serious or, you know, or just we weren't prepared. Or... Right. Yeah, I don't, it's weird because, you know, you think of, Or you kind of read and, but with not really knowing like when this even started, like, could we have been seeing cases early November, early December and not knowing it and diagnosing it as like, oh, you just have like some weird virus or viral or, you know, the flu, just treat it like we don't know. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people were really sick. I know this flu season for me in November, because I even went back on my Instagram because I was drinking those Starba- Starbucks medicine balls daily. Mm-hmm. So 
how I posted it. And I was like, God, I've never been that sick before. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, God, this is a horrible flu. And I actually stayed out from work for like two weeks. Mm. And, And it makes me wonder, like, did I have it then? And I just didn't know, like, what, you know, but... I don't know if we'll ever really know that. You yeah. Know, I, I honestly think that um, what they need to start doing with some of the medical staff is just running their titers, especially the ones who are, yes. you know, getting sick. Like how come some people are getting so sick and they're young and then there's some people who aren't. It's just, it's very odd. Very yeah. Odd. And you know, it's funny that you talked about the flu because I remember this year when I got, and I don't, I just recently actually started getting the flu shot maybe three or four years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember this year I got sick right after I got the flu shot and it was really, really uh-huh. bad. And then I got uh-huh. sick again and I thought, oh, maybe they just, and again, like you thinking, oh, right. this is like a really bad flu season. Yeah. You know, like we had like what, like three, four, four or five years ago when like we had like eight beds in the ICU and almost everyone was on a vent. Like, yeah. And I, yeah. that's just what I thought, but right. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Who knows? So how are the people <clears throat> over at this community hospital holding up? Um, well, I would say in our community hospital, for the most part, from what I hear, because I'm not working anymore right. because of my heart. So I would say from what I hear, it seems like it's kind of the same thing um, through both of the hospitals that I'm in contact with a lot of the nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, you know, reuse of the PPE, the not having enough PPE, the trying to get the PPE from managers, um, it's just very difficult. Um, I know a lot of the organizations have reached out to the public for PPE, mm-hmm. but it I don't know if they're, you know, how they're distributing it because I know nurses are now saying that they're being asked to put their surgical mask in a bin before they yes. leave to go before they leave to go home mm-hmm. and that they will be sanitized or something like that. Yeah. But the surgical masks um, are different than the N95s Correct. where the, the surgical mask, they get trapped in moisture and they get wet. So I don't really understand how they would be cleaning them or sanitizing them. I mean, it's almost like, why doesn't the nurse just take home the mask and then <laughs> air dry it herself and <laughs> spray it with it. alcohol and then air dry it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because then it's her germs, you know, it's hers. Right. I don't understand the aspect of um, taking it home and then bringing, or, uh, you know, going to having the hospital sanitize it. You know, what are they doing? Are they going to use like ultraviolet lighting? Or are they going to, you know, it doesn't, they haven't really give us an explanation. Well, I do know that there was a, <clears throat> press conference yesterday in regards to that and I think that there was like there was made mention that it could be cleaned up to 20 times the surgical mask yes and I thought that's really I mean I I know that we live like in a day where we repurpose and reuse you know like the blood pressure cuffs that we you know quote unquote recycle or like the SEDs we recycle them and 
I know that we can also, because I know that one of the facilities that I work for, which by the way, I did come back to my home facility, uh-huh. but a different city. Right. Right. Um, I, um, I know that there is like a repurposing program where they'll send stuff out and it gets repurposed and it's brought back almost brand new. So I kind of get the concept, but when I, I feel like when you're dealing with micro particles. Yeah. So contagious. And it's super contagious. If you get it, it's going to literally try and fucking kill you. So yeah, that's, that's (laughs) the thing. It's like, you know, and I don't understand. It's just weird how some people are just the host or just the carrier and they're just walking around fine. And then some people are just so fucking sick that they're like dying. Like, you know, I, know. And I just don't understand what is, what's making it, you know, what's the difference between how come, you know, people can recover and some can't. Yeah, it's it's just it this is just so crazy. And I feel like I hope I hope going forward if this truly did like if it did start in China and it did start at one of these meat markets that mm-hmm. hopefully something comes from legislation like something has to happen right. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's just crazy. It's- yeah. I unfortunately I don't think we'll be able to change any part of the world you know but a lot of this has to do with just also our lack of having resources in our own country true you know maybe if we weren't you know getting everything from china and you know we actually paid people a decent wage to make you know these machines you know we wouldn't be so screwed at the end you know and I think that I think that's a great point. I feel like maybe this is like a wake up call to bring back yeah. our, you know, so we're sustainable. Yes. We become a sustainable society within ourselves, you know, versus yeah. having to rely on other countries for pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's just, it's just nuts. And I don't know, hopefully with, you know, everything that's going on with, um, Stanford, because I know that they just started, they just started like doing, um, uh, like trial treatment. Um, uh-huh. and I think that started last week. I want to say, what, what are they trialing? They're doing trial, um, therapeutic medication. So they're, they're trying different modalities. Um, and, um, they are also even so right in even Pleasanton. I know that they opened up because it was formerly known well Valley Care um, is now owned by them, and they um, they opened up a whole ward. So it'll literally be. I think it's like a COVID ward, like a COVID ward. They have a COVID ward because yeah, you know everyone's talking about this is the calm before the storm, and it's really going to hit and. Right. Right. I mean, I feel like we're all kind of waiting for it too, you know, like for me, yeah, I'm in an interesting situation because I work OR now, but I have my ICU experience and, um, next week I'll be going to get a refresher course on bringing me up to speed on everything I need to document for ICU. And I'm sure that's where I'll be pulled, you know? Yeah. I have nurse friends who have never worked in a hospital and I've only worked like in ambulatory surgery you know like a surgery center or any stuff like that and 
mm-hmm. they're you know they're so, really concerned because they're being put in situations right that they're really not comfortable with right and, and administration yeah. will say like but it's a basic nursing skill you know what <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get it's a yeah. basic nursing skill and we probably right. learned it in nursing school but again <laughs> Maybe that was something that, you know, I've been a nurse for 15 years and I haven't seen that in 15 years since nursing right. school, or I right. only put in a Foley once in nursing school. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it's just insane what's going on right now. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I mean, unfortunately with us being in a state of emergency, they can kind of, it sounds like they can kind of do whatever they want. Yes. Know? I know they're talking about the ratios with California and California's, you know, nurses associations have always, you know, fought to have, you know, ratios and I don't know how they're going to go about that, but it sounds like they're going to definitely change some where it's going to be up to the hospital's discretion administration Mm. and correlation with the nursing union. So some unions are saying that they're going to have to go back to the table, but I don't even really know how that's going to work if, um, because they're saying like, you, you know, you can't just dump like four ICU patients Mm-mm. on us and think that we're going to be able to maintain us, you know, like at what point is it that, you know, the nurses knowing that she's in an assignment that's extremely unsafe. And if something happens, you know, where she accidentally harms the patient or can't get to a patient at time, I mean, is that, you know, that is that held against her? I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, and it's very scary um, that, many nurses are kind of just being put in this space of not knowing, not knowing Mm -hmm. how they will be supported. And then it doesn't make sense that hospitals are like now firing nurses or reprimanding nurses or talking (laughs) to nurses about what they post on social media, how they speak up about the, Oh, wow. Like, you know, that they're being insubordinate because they want to wear their mask from home. You know, it's just very sad that, you know, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Right. So, (laughs) I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. But that is, you know, you do bring up a good point because it's like, what happens in a code situation, you know, like, where's the support or how does that even work? Do you, if a patient's coding in an isolation room and we know that that patient's COVID positive. Do you right. take the time to put on your PPE? Yes. Because, so, sorry, donning and doffing, that, I mean, yeah. donning is, like, right. it's, it's a process. Right. So I just was reading that thing. It was on Facebook. Um, I swear. But it was from <laughs> Ebola nurse. Um, and, it, you know, um, and he just kind of, like, wrote this thing, like, there's no emergency in a pandemic. You know, like, you need to take your time even though you are going to be asked to rush slow down because you're going to end up a patient too, you know, and it makes sense. Like 
And he's going to say, you're going to have people screaming at you while a patient's coding to hurry up, but don't hurry up, take your time, you know? And it makes sense because like, I know in the emergency room, you know, there's been tons of times I've never even wore gloves or, you know, right. ran in there and pulled somebody out of a car and started CPR and didn't even have any kind of protection on. And I was just moving in the moment, but now it's like, we really can't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a big, big eye opener. Yeah. And you know, but still it even comes back to, okay, you take your time and you have people yelling at you, but then after the aftermath, based on the patient's outcome, what's going to what happen then happens to you, you know, well, like, the nursing fire, right. What happens? Like well, the, the, I believe it's, I would have to pull it up, but the border, I know California, the BRN, there is a statement that says like your safety is like your number one mm. goal. So if you can just say, you know, I am protecting my safety. That's why a lot of times um, when nurses ask me, like, how do they talk to a manager? I'll say, well, can we do a safety stop? And the manager can't say, no, we can't do a safety stop. I mean, you're basically saying my safety's on the line here. You know, I just want to acknowledge, can we do a safety stop? If they don't want to do a safety stop, then, you know, at least you brought it up, you know? Okay. So, See, and I don't think a lot of nurses know that because... Like you and I, we try and keep ourselves well educated on like state laws and yeah, but a lot of nurses don't know. And so there's that fear of, because they, you know, do need their job and they need to support their children that they just go by whatever administration wants them to do because they're fearful of losing their job. Right. And that's, and I mean, in all honesty, like if they're going to fire you, they're going to fire you regardless of what you do. Like I've seen nurses get fired for the most stupidest stuff. Um, and they've, you know, either decided to go back with the company or they decide to, you know, not go back, but there's still a nurse. There's always something else they can do. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think, you know, sometimes you have to really put yourself first and your family first, because these organizations, you're just a person on their payroll. They're, you're not their family. Right. They're, they're not going to be heartbroken if you quit. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a job posting a way of being filled, you know, like. Right. So. Because you know, there's 10 where you came from. Right. And there's, you know, new grads, you yeah. know, there's whatever. So. You know, I think as nurses, we always have to have different avenues. Like, you know, if it's not, you know, ER, then, you know, go to another department. Like, or is it education? Like, I've seen nurses be terminated for so many things. And most of them have been fine afterwards. Like, they have bounced back. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There's... You know, well, I think, and also being a nurse too, it's kind of like in your personality to have that resilience. Right. I mean, yeah. So, okay. So how I, you just recently made a big change, didn't you? Yeah. How is that going for you? It's going, I mean, well, because 
I work emergency room as my full-time job. And then mm-hmm. I went to same day mm-hmm. surgery, which for me, I like the difference. Like I like having something different for my per diem versus being in the emergency room. Like I personally love the emergency room. I mean, this has been very hard for me to not yes. sit there. And I think that's the part that's the hardest is because like, I feel really sad that I'm not working, but everybody's like, you can't work. You will get sick. You know, if you like something happens to you, like we don't want anything to happen to you. And right. Health my first. Whole, yeah. And my whole ER, everybody in the ER has just been so like, you know, like checking on me, you know, <laughs> like, right. Venting, you know, right. they know that I wish I was, you know, there, but um, I do like same day surgery, but I don't know if I'm ready for that speed quite yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> I get you. I do. I get you. You know, I, I am that person who runs off of a lot of like adrenaline, you know, so when uh, I'm there, it's definitely a different speed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's busy. I like it. You know, um, I feel like I have more time with my patients. I could talk to them more, but it's diff- definitely different. But I don't know, you know, what's going to happen in the world and how long I'm going to remain in the ER. You know, are we going to have multiple pandemics after this? Is right. This gonna be, you know, because if I'm in a location where I can't work, like half the year, it's not going to make sense for me to be there. Right. No. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. And, and that is definitely a, it's a different mindset as well, you know, with same day surgery or ambulatory surgery, it's definitely, you know, cause I went from ICU there. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, but that's ultimately why I switched over to OR because I wanted something different something a little more challenging and you Uh know con like it's it's actually you know in most cases like in ICU and OR like patients Uh are quote-unquote sleeping right (laughs) you know (laughs) they're using the Um, call time for them to go right (laughs) right and a lot of people you know like I mean I'll I'll be honest like at first I thought oh that's just gonna be easy you just you know hang out or whatever no it's really hard work yeah Yeah. You know, a lot of moving parts, a lot of different, you know, there's so many different procedures that you need to be familiar with and be able to set up for and, you know, super emergent stuff. And yeah. So in this, they are pretty much similar, just in different ways. So yeah, Yeah. I always feel like ICU nurses are that organized nurse who has her, you know, makeup drawer so nice and (laughs) just everything's like, in its proper place and you know just very he has a daily planner and then there's the emergency room and her, <laughs> her, her fucking shit's everywhere like it's just everywhere it's just a hot ass mess but she knows where it's at and she could get to it yeah you know it's it's different types of you know nursing but definitely I mean yeah yeah it's it's yeah different yeah, but, but, you know and for me I feel like it was a good move too for my family you know yeah, yeah. I see you can be kind of heavy sometimes and yeah I, I'm just I like the OR it's, yeah. it's been it's been a good change so yeah. tell me like what are you doing to kind of keep saying 
with um, you being home? <laughs> Honestly, I've just been, uh, you know, trying to still work out because I do like, mm-hmm. out, but it's a different type of, it's just different. It's hard to get really motivated, you know, like, I don't know, you know, going to the gym has always been like a motivation for me. Seeing other people work out makes me want to work out. Right. Uh, just trying to kind of keep, you know, doing my daily stuff. Um, I've been doing a lot of researching, <laughs> a lot <laughs> of, uh, helping the nurses, I guess you could say with a lot of paperwork, a lot of, um, mm. you know, questions that they have, um, you know, they might not have time to research who can they contact, but you know, I do. So, <laughs> right. so helping them with that, um, you know, we organized some events, uh, mm. the one at Sutter, that was a, a big one. It was a good turnout. That's good. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people had mixed feelings about it, but, um, you know, it is what it is, you know, and then, well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but, you know, I, you know, it, it's kind of hard putting yourself out there, you know, because yeah, you, you and I were there at a city council meeting. I mean, let's just right. put it out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, because it was something that I was very, um, because I live in this community and at the yeah. time I worked in this community yeah. and, you know, it's just not right. And when you go, when you're constantly like hitting your head on a wall with trying to make things right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you find other, you just, you don't know where to turn. Like, well, you turn to right. the public because. Right. Right. And you know, I know it was successful. Yeah. And I think a lot changed. Of, yeah. And I think people shouldn't take like it out on the organization. Like we're no. here, like we're here to blame the organization. Like, let's be honest, all these organizations like don't have any proper equipment. Like it's not just one, it's all of them. Mm-hmm. But I think what, when the nurses do like public um, awareness and public access, because they want the public to know, like, we are working in these conditions, you know, the CDC saying we can wear bandanas, um, you know, it's unsafe, you know, and now, you know, the University of Nebraska, I think I just shared that too, also now has a journal showing that they believe it's airborne, mm-hmm. you know, I think many of us have believed it's been airborne for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, um and they just continue to ignore us, you know, or the CDC recommends that it's droplet where I think a lot of us don't believe that. So um, it's not really that they're trying to say shame on you to the corporations. I think they're just trying to say shame on you to the CDC, shame on, you know, you for not for ridiculing us when we're telling you what we believe, you know, so even if you don't agree with us or you don't have the proper equipment, you could at least acknowledge what mm-hmm. we're saying, you know, but to just make us feel that we don't know what we're talking about, <clears throat> like we have no valid reasons to think this is just, I think what honestly makes the nurses more mad. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think, yeah, you know, no, I, I totally fucking get it. Like, yeah, I feel like, you know, we, or healthcare workers, whomever, RTs, CNAs, nurses, doctors, I think we get fucking frustrated because it's like, we have these people who are literally not at fucking bedside. 
Right. Not treating these patients, telling us what we're supposed to do. Like it, uh, you know, or, or what to believe. It's like, no, we're this, this is, you know, I, I just, I I get frustrated with that because it's like, come, come stand shoulder to shoulder to me with me and help me treat this patient. Yeah. And then we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, you know, I think a lot of nurses are just asking the public to stay home, you know, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I, I actually, and I don't like, like, I know it's hard to believe, but I know I have a big mouth, but I don't like, you know, like right posting stuff like on my Instagram or Facebook, like with anything political or, yeah. you know, anything like that. And yeah. I made a video. Uh-huh. And I sent it to my mom because uh-huh. I felt like, okay, if I send it to someone, I'm like venting. Right. Um, because I had just recently seen a friend of mine and she posted something like, oh yeah, we were the assholes that went out to the beach. Uh-huh. And so I messaged her and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like right. stay your ass home. Yeah. But it just, it, it sparked something in me because uh-huh. it's like, people aren't taking this seriously. Yeah. And this virus doesn't care who the fuck you are. No, it doesn't. It doesn't care what age you are. Well, so we're seeing, okay, I'll give it like, it's the older people, but you can still get sick. A host is a host. It doesn't care who you are. It's going, if you, if you get it, it's going to try and freaking kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it just pissed me off. And because, you know, like after all of this is said and done, Uh uh-huh. You know, healthcare workers who have been on the front line, I mean, we don't get to, like, go take a fucking vacation. Like, the government's telling everyone, like, stay your ass home. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not going to be like, hey, we're going to go off for, just go take a break because we've been working our asses off. Right. Yeah. No, we, we keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just really frustrating to still see people. And it's a little eerie too now with like all the parks being like with all the caution tape Mm -hmm. and it's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah. But I mean, whatever keeps people home. Like, I don't know what else. I I don't, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know. And now until April, I mean, I have two teenagers at home and they are like busting at the seams to get out of this house. Yeah. They think I'm like the devil right now because <laughs> I won't let them do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm sorry, son. Like you, I just can't like you're young. You could contract it, be a carrier. Yeah. You know, I mean, we haven't seen my mom since all of this cause she has really bad lungs, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like been a little bit of, of a struggle for me because she was my child care yeah. for my two little ones, you right. know? So it's just, and now, yeah, you can't. Yeah. I think that's a lot of the problems right now. I know I have a friend who's a nurse and <clears throat> she's an emergency room nurse, but her family, she has, I think her dad was uh, battling cancer, just got off. Of- mm. So it's like, you know, that was her childcare and now it's not, you know, so she has to now look for other means for somebody to watch her kids because she, her parents are immunocompromised and she doesn't want to get them sick. So, yep. And she's still working and she's quarantining from her children. So she's basically kind of let her children live with a other relative while this is all going because she's scared she's going to give it to her kids because she's like, you know living in the coronaville 
you know, every day living in Coronaville. Every day she goes to the emergency room. You know, yeah. it's like you, no. you know, and I just, and it, I just think it's really weird, like how some of the testing is going on right now with the, this county, you know, because I know there's multiple cases in one city that's literally like 15 miles away. Yes. Positive, yep. positive, positive. Everybody's freaking positive over there. People are coming in for, you know, something not even a broken arm and they do a chest x-ray and shoulder x-ray and guess what now she's a corona rule out you know, oh my god 19 so it doesn't make any sense how one city so highly populated with positives and one city says they have none like are you kidding me you guys aren't testing let's <laughs> Right. Well, and that's the thing too, you know, and we can expect that there's going to be this huge surge of positives yeah. because we have more resources now to test. Yeah. I know that. Um, and I don't know like in this area, but I do know like in Pleasanton, they have, I believe it's a four hour test now uh-huh. where, cause they have the lab capacity to, I guess, do it in four hours. I don't know, but is that like a drive-through one where people are driving through? So I do know in Pleasanton, they do have a drive-through. Um, they do have a tent set outside because some of the nurses that I worked with at the ambulatory surgery center, Uh um, that's what they're doing now. They're freaking swabbing people. Right. Um, but yeah, no, they have a drive-through and, um, and then, so they have also, um, you don't even go into like you get triaged outside of ER now. So right, yeah, which is kind of nice. I mean, because then you're not you know spreading the love in ER. Yeah, but um, but yeah, there's a drive through, and then yeah, they could because they do have the laboratory there. They are able to test and get a more rapid or a faster um result. Yeah, yeah. So and so so you you have a son who's graduating right he's supposed well (laughs) yeah he was supposed to I don't know (laughs) they sent him his report card um and you know it didn't say like he hasn't got it's so weird they haven't given them any work I'm Mm -hmm. he you know he got sent like this optional study site he could go on and study you know like they right. haven't really said what are they going to do with the seniors. I mean, I'm like, well, are they just going to pass them? I mean, what are are they going to have to so, restart like in the middle of? June? I know, like, it's crazy. Literally, I feel so bad for my kid because he's a senior as well, uh-huh. and it was like the year he was born was nine eleven, right? right. <laughs> and then, now he's graduating. He's eighteen, and it's freaking COVID nineteen. Yeah, but. They actually, so his school, because they go to the charter school, uh-huh. they just started um, online teaching. Uh-huh. So they have to go in every Monday and get their assignments for the week into Google Classroom. Uh-huh. But it's like, yeah, like, I feel bad. Like, how is my kid going to even? Right. There's no graduation. We ordered yearbooks. How are we going to get them? Yeah. He was supposed to be doing an internship. How does that work? Like, yeah. Yeah, they really got so fucking nuts. Yeah, they really got gypped. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I thought it was kind of screwed up too with so my kid, my 15-year-old knew that they were shutting down the schools uh-huh. before we even got the email. Oh wow. Cuz when did you get, you got did you get your email like at 5 o'clock at night on that Friday? Uh I think how I got it was a mom 
um, messaged me and said oh. they're talking about closing the schools. So that's one of. Yeah, I literally got an email, I think, at five that night on a Friday uh-huh. and said, oh, we're out of school. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> You're giving me like the weekend to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my kids to yeah. Monday? Like, what do you. Yeah. What? <laughs> And well, it started with them canceling prom, and then you know, mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I, I was like, just let them have their prom. Who cares? The numbers are low. <laughs> like, you know. Do- but isn't it kind of weird though that they all had prom earlier this year? Yeah, it did seem really weird. Yeah, yeah, they all had it earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, it was an early prom. Because mine, yeah, my son's was canceled literally the day before. Like, they were still going to have it because, you know, at that time, the guidelines were no more than 100. And they knew that, you know, with kids and staff, it would be less than 100. Um, So they were totally going to go through with it. And then literally hours before, they were like, no, we can't do it. Yeah. So I still don't even know. Like, are we getting reimbursed for our, our, our tickets? I don't know. I mean, I know my son's school said in uh, April we might see something. Reimbursement. Mm. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think that this is this thing. I don't even know if we're going to even see, like, a decline until it's, like, consistently hot. Or June. June or. Yeah. I don't know. And then is it going to pop back up again? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. And, you know, with them, like, working on vaccines, it was funny. Like, I I heard my husband was watching, I don't know, some crazy conspiracy yeah. shit. And they were saying, like, watch. It, they're going to keep their kids out till August. And it's going to be mandatory. They're going to have vaccines. And um, has to get because apparently, well, and I don't know because right. I didn't look into it. But this person had said there's already a patent on the COVID vaccine. Uh-huh. Vaccine. So, you know, then he was like, the whole theory was, oh, they'll yeah. go, they'll have to get the vaccine in order to go back to school. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Watch all this shit happen. We're like, whoa, oh, wait a minute. Know, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I know there was one nurse in the ER over here who was talking about what are we going to do in January? And everybody was like, oh, Lord, she's crazy. <laughs> she just calmed down. Like, he needs <laughs> Can we can we get right. through this shit now? No, like she was telling us back then in January, like we need this planning and uh, da 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 da, and everybody's just like, "What are you talking about?" And now she's like, looks at us like, "Yeah, who's the idiot now?" <laughs> you know, we're like, "Sorry, we should have believed you." <laughs> yeah, I, it just uh, yeah. How do you how do you feel about nursing after all this? Like. That's kind of a loaded yeah. question. It really is because, you know, you know, in seeing how um, all of this shit mm-hmm. has gone down and how we are one of the, we're the richest nation in the world or whatever. And we literally, so I have a girlfriend who actually just moved from uh-huh. New York and she was a nurse uh-huh. in New York. And she literally, like, right now is, like, decompressing, like, PTSD like a mother. 
from literally what she just yeah. walked out of. And she's in, you know, she's self quarantining. Um, and she's actually going to start working with me in the OR once all this shit is cleared up mm-hmm. and done at the other facility I work at, the other, you know, hospital I work right. at. So she's just like, she yeah. can't sleep. She literally cannot sleep. She's like, I, I've never seen so many people die on my shift in my fucking life. She's like, I don't even know if I can even step back into a hospital yeah. again. Yeah. You know, so it, it, I think that for me, I think, well, I've kind of always toyed with like other things mm-hmm. too with nursing and not like necessarily like, you know, like hospital mm-hmm. setting type thing. Um, I think that a jury's yeah. still out. I think after all this is said and done and how like we're treated mm-hmm. afterwards, right? Or is there going to be, I don't know. I don't know. Are, are they going to like help us if anyone's suffering from PTSD yeah. or, you know, any type of depression or anxiety? Like, I think that that would, right. for me, that would pretty much solidify like mm-hmm. what I how I see nursing and maybe what right. I want to do. Well, uh, like when I was at the um, trauma facility at the county facility um, out here, it was really hard for me probably mm, right before I quit. There was like this huge week, like probably like two weeks where we were just getting multiple, multiple like PD codes and a lot of kids mm. were just, you know, just, not good outcomes and and it was hard constant and I was like okay it's time for me to walk away from trauma like I liked trauma but I didn't like it every day do you know what I mean like I didn't do it every day yeah and it and it was just you know regular nursing I mean we weren't in a pandemic we were just you know we were just doing everyday you know codes and everyday you know working on a trauma facility it's very busy And that was one of the, you know, things that I was like, I can't do this every day. Just, you know, I would have PTSD for sure. You know, just doing that. Well, I think it weighs on you heavily, especially when it's children. Like, that's like super hard. Like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like an asshole. But, you know, when someone's like lived their life and they've had a good life and they're in their 90s or 80s, it's. It's still hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's still hard. Like, you know, I've personally held a woman's hand while she was dying because her family wasn't around, you know, and that's like a really fucking shitty thing to feel. But I think it's harder to with children because there's that, you know, all those what ifs or could have been and yeah, I, I I personally, I mean, I give it up to all of my pediatric nurses. Like I, I, I yeah. could never do it. I really couldn't. Yeah. I like, that's why I'm like, you know, I don't, I just like trauma nurses and nurses who work in those emergency rooms who have that stuff like every day, not just once or twice, but like multiple times throughout the day, like just, mm-hmm. um, you know, like they have very, they must have, you know, amazing coping mechanisms to be able to <laughs> You know, not literally take that home with them where, 
you know, it just weighs on them and they're still able to go back in the next day and do the same thing or similar to the same thing. Right. Where, you know, with me, I knew like after a two week span of doing it where it was just horrible. I was like, I can't do this every day. I got to find I got to find a new. Yeah, year. I can do it every once in a while, but not every day. You know, <laughs> like, you know, and do you ever find too, like, how do I put this? So, you know, like when you hear like, oh, so you and I are speaking, we just meet and you say, oh, yeah, I'm an ER nurse. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I work in ICU uh-huh. or yeah, I'm an ER nurse or, oh, I work in ambulatory surgery. Like there's, I don't want to call it a stigma, but there's like, um, it's almost like sometimes in nursing, like you feel People like. People already kind of know. Yes. They, they like they judge. judge. Yeah. 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 So, so what are your thoughts after all of this? Like, what are you thinking in terms of your nursing career? Are you even thinking about a nursing well, career? Well, definitely. I, I definitely like nursing. Um, you know, I love nursing and I want to stay. In nursing. I just don't mm-hmm. know if I want to stay in the emergency room. I mean, that's my ultimate goal is to stay in the emergency room until I feel that I'm done. But I don't mm-hmm. know if there's going to be like pandemics every year. <laughs> like, you know, it's right. going to be something that I'm going to be, you know, constantly at risk because I mean, the flu fine, you know, I don't remember, you know, like H1N1 being that bad or, you know, like it was bad and it killed many people, but we didn't have to shut down the country, you know, like, <laughs> I know, right? like, I don't remember it being to the point where, you know, my cardiologist is like, you can't go back to work, you know? So I don't know how I'm going to do this, you know, if um, I'm too high at a risk to be working with, you know, people who have possible infectious diseases that might kill me. I don't know. Well, and doesn't it, like, don't you look at, like, everything differently now? Like, for me, I feel like when I go out shopping or, like, when I go anywhere, it's like, oh, my God, what yeah. am I touching? Like, or what, who's been here? Who yeah, sneezed? I, <laughs> I barely want to leave my house. Like, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. It's just turned into this thing where I'm like, okay, well, now I really got to make sure I can't, I don't catch this because uh, I'm not even working. Like, you know. I and then if I get this, this is going to be, you know, they're going to be like, well, what the fuck was she doing? <laughs> you're, you're like, no, I really can't yeah. catch it because they'll be like, where the fuck yeah. were you going? You're supposed like, to be staying your ass at home, you know, but <laughs> it's totally get it. So have you thought of like alternatives? Because there's so many avenues um, in nursing. Like there's so much. I have like, I, I've thought of, you know, maybe getting more involved with like the, nursing uh advocacy for the nurses i thought of doing uh-huh oh, more of that yeah. um i thought of doing you know like even like the medical stuff like the spa stuff i thought of that i've thought of like i've thought of everything i've thought of education and then i realized i don't think i have the patience <laughs> Because even with the students, I'm like, you know, they just give me that, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, like so I know. I mean, I've thought of it all, you know. I would definitely like to go back into the emergency room, but um I don't know if that's actually the right fit for me, right? You know, 
after all this. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Kind of have to see how yeah, it pans we'll out. Yeah. But I know you're also doing like more of the like spa too of the nursing, aren't you? You're kind of like venturing off or learning about it or yeah, I kind of am actually. Um, you know, things are kind of on pause right now and I'm still uh-huh. trying to like figure all of that out and figure out like what my niche is. I think I have a pretty good idea of like the services that I want to uh-huh. offer and the things that I want to do. Um, you know, and kind of the downtime right now has been kind of nice because I've been able to really, really like educate myself uh-huh. on stuff. And um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's I'm not yeah. rushing it. I'm not trying to you know, um, I mean, there is that sense of urgency because like some of the stuff that like I want to offer, um, you don't really see around here. And so it's kind of like that urgency, like, okay, get on it. But then I also want to take my time and make sure that it's all right. And so, you know, kind of testing it out a little bit. Yeah. Let's say. But it is something that I'm, like, totally passionate about. I've been completely obsessed with it for many, many years now. What is and it? Exactly. Is it, of, like, um, like, is it more, like, a spiritual type of, like, nursing? Or how is it, like, or is it, like, medical spa nursing? Or It's a okay. medical spa okay. nursing. Yeah. And, you know, just skincare uh-huh. in general has always been like my thing, but you know, I really started getting in really interested in it. So like, I've always been, well, I guess I should back up. I was a massage therapist Uh like way back. And so always having like, because I was one of those like silly hippie girls who thought like, Oh, I totally want to be a labor and delivery nurse. And I can do like, help my mom's labor with my massage tech. Like it was, I was so stupid and naive Uh thinking that, but Um, so I had that background and then with that program, like we did a whole like Uh spa, um, like with scrubs and wraps and all kinds of stuff. And so I've always been totally interested in it. And then, you know, I got my nursing job and just pretty much dived in since. And, um, but it was about five years ago where I started like, you know, this is like really my calling. Like I felt like it was always coming up and, um, but then, you know, like my husband had some issues like with his health and stuff. So I kind of like had to put that on the back burner and then he would get better and yeah. then I would start up again and then he, you know, would get sick again. So it was like, yeah, about two years ago though. I mean, he's been, he's been good for about two years. Mm-hmm. So it was like, after that, I was like, that's it. I can't, I'm not doing, I, I have to just pursue it because it kept on calling right. me and calling me. And so that's kind uh-huh. of where I'm at now. Um, and it's been kind of fun. Like, it's really neat. I, I like the, I like the interaction. Um, I like the, just, I mean, I'm a nurse right. by heart. Like, I think that I will always do something in nursing because I just love nursing. I love helping right. people. I, you know, like to see the change. And again, maybe that's too, like, why I like, like, the whole critical care and OR because you actually see, like, people get, well, most of the time mm-hmm. in ICU, you know, people get better and they progress yeah. and you know, and in surgery, like you fix yeah. a problem, like you help and them then, get better most of the time, yeah. you know, like you have, um, so like with aesthetics, with like the medical spa thing, like that's what you're doing. You're helping 
people feel great about themselves. You're helping people or, you know, if you have someone with severe acne and acne scarring, like you're able to help that. And, and so that's kind of where like, I, that's why, like, I really want to Mm -hmm. pursue it because that's really what I want, you know, I feel like that's like my thing, you know? So, but yeah, just going to classes and educating and trying to just really figure out like what my avenue is, where the best place would right. be, where, you know, so. Would, would you say yeah. that you started it because you just wanted like to, do you feel like because with nursing, sometimes we don't get that automatic like recognition, like almost like, you know, we don't see, I mean, because, you know, there's times in the emergency room, you know, we have the frequent flyers, we have the. Mm-hmm. The ones who we feel like we're helping them at the moment, but then they just come back like two days later and it's like the same, you know, where sometimes we don't get it, you know, right away. But then with this, you feel like you are able to see more of a, like you've actually made a change where sometimes when nursing, we don't get that. You know, it's funny that you said that because like I was kind of, so now with this whole like COVID-19, yeah. right? It's like, thank you, nurses. Thank you, doctors. Thank you, RTs. And people are like, what? Who's an, right. what's an RT? Right. Like, and it's because I've always kind of said that, like, you know, because we always like, thank yeah. you, you know, for the cops and firefighters and first responders and stuff like that. And I've always kind of yeah. like joked, like, you know, what about yeah. nurses, you know? But, um, but yeah, so back to like the whole aesthetics thing. I don't, I think... Just because, um, well, for me, it's like, you know, I'm olive complected and I've always, you know, I've always been hesitant about going and doing certain stuff because if I get a pimple, I have a dark mark for like ever, like a dark spot forever. And just, so yeah, maybe it is just seeing like that immediate and helping like a person and it's kind of, yeah, it is kind Mm -hmm. of immediate, maybe, um, But, you know, it's weird because I've always been, like, when someone has said, like, in the hospital, like, thank you so much. Or, like, if patients have come back and, you know, like, I joke even as, like, an Mm -hmm. OR nurse, like, they don't remember me. Like, they've already had their first said. Like, they don't don't remember. They were sleeping, you know. Um, But it has been always... um, I don't know, like, I've never been able to, I, you know, like I say, thank you, if someone comes back and says, you know, thank you so much for your care, like, and brings a yeah. gift or something like that. It's just, but I've always felt weird doing that, because I feel like it's just yeah. my job. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe, you know, with growing up and dealing with my own, like, insecurities, like, if I've had a dark spot right. or something like that. Yeah, being able to help someone yeah. in that way. Yeah. So. I don't know if I yeah, answered that. No, but... you did. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I think, yeah. Because, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I don't think we get the, you know, we don't get the rewarding factor. Like, you know, we go, we do our job. At the time, it feels like a job, you know, caring for the patients. But, you know, every once in a while, you actually see, like, this patient's, you know, improving, you know, whatever it is, you know, after. Or yeah, like the family's right. thankful yeah. or, you know, a patient comes in and needs an emergent surgery and they're scared to shit and, you know, you just give them yeah. that comfort, you know, and, and then, you know, they're able to see their loved one like afterward and they're like yeah. thankful. And it's just like, I do, I just feel like, 
you know, hey, this is my job. Like, you're very welcome. Like, I told you I would take great care of, you know, your your loved one. And, um, But I just think it's a, I don't know, it's a different aspect with mm-hmm. aesthetics. And, you know, I know that, like, that's, like, all the rage. Like, this this whole surge of, you know, non-surgical intervention mm-hmm. or non-invasive or minimally mm-hmm. invasive. And, But, you know, it's a... It, it can be, and I know a lot of people are, you know, and that's, I think why I'm taking mm-hmm. my time because a lot of people just want to like jump on the yeah. bandwagon, but it's actually a lot fucking harder than yeah. people think. Yeah. Like you can really yeah, fuck someone you up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you could really yeah. fuck someone up. So, you know, and again, just like with anything with yeah. my nursing career, like I really take yeah. that seriously. So Definitely. yeah, you know, give somebody yeah. jacked up looking. <laughs> One eyebrow two yeah. inches higher than the other. Wait, no. did I have a stroke? No, you got some bad eyebrows, girl. <laughs> no, honey, you asked for that cat eye. Like, no. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so you know, and I've had the privilege of, of working with some really, really good plastic surgeons um, at the other facility that I'm at, and they're just like amazing, and just like being able to be in their presence yeah. and like talk to them and ask them questions about certain you know, different things. And they're like wonderful educators and they'll come in and they'll say, well, no, look, if you're going to be injecting here, look, and like, they're doing Mm -hmm. a facelift or something. Right. (laughs) And they'll be like, no, this is the muscle right here. That's what you're being, you know, you're going to be injecting. And I was like, Oh God, it's just, OR fascinates me because the body fascinates me and everything that we can do with it. So it's been, it's been, it's been quite a journey, but it's really So cool. what would you like to close out with, with your journey through nursing and COVID and having a family of six? <laughs> like, you got a lot, girl. <laughs> That's a lot so of shit. Damn. Thanks. Thanks right for now. putting it in a nutshell. No. <laughs> you know, I would just say, um, I, hey, if there's new grads out there, nursing <laughs> is fun. It nursing is, is tough. Yeah. Um. The honeymoon will be over about three months in when <laughs> shit right. hits the fan. No, but um, <laughs> um, no. Hey, fucking wash your hands, stay yeah. the fuck home, and keep yeah. everyone healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, just be mindful of yeah. what you're doing. Totally. I think that's yeah. And shit will just keep trucking on with this family yeah. of six. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big family, girl. <laughs> Did you guys stockpile I know. groceries or? <laughs> you know, we didn't. We didn't stock up on like fucking toilet paper because everyone thought like they were going to get right. the shits. No, we didn't like hoard toilet paper yeah. or anything. My husband goes like every couple days to just see yeah. like what he can get. But Crazy. it's not like, yeah, you know, yeah. no, uh-uh. no, I, I didn't want to do it because yeah, for what? You'll get more. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> no. Yeah, it'll be fine. We just find shit to eat and we cook. Like we've done a lot of yeah, cooking that's at what home. We've done too. Yeah, and just you know, I'm really trying to just enjoy yeah. this time with them because how many times like you and I have been like, God, we just need a fucking vacation. Yeah. I don't want to. I just don't want to do anything, or I don't have any time yeah. to do anything. Well, now we do. So shut up and just enjoy. <laughs> <Right. it>. like, <laughs> that is true. You know, and for you and I, yeah. we have they're not babies anymore they're going to be going off yeah. to college and... yeah they will be yeah we won't have yeah. that anymore like it's just yeah i don't know just enjoy enjoy yeah. your family 
kiss your babies, kiss your husband, right. kiss your wives. Like, yeah, just be, be thankful, be blessed, yep. and be still. That's what Thank I'll close. Thank you so with. much, Carmen, for calling. In. Absolutely. This was fun, and let me know if you want to do I one. Know. We'll do one on your channel next. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds like Thank a plan. You.